Hey guys, Paul Rudick here. Welcome back to another mini edition of the Baseball Dad Show. Question I got from my dad is, what's the best thing I can do when working with my son on his hitting? So, do you remember, I guess it was last year. Now, I don't know, as I get older, the years tend to blend. I think it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Um, I'm recording this in 2019. So, it was last year baseball season where Bryce Harper's dad threw batting practice to him and he hit all those home runs and won the home run derby. Well, Bryce Harper's dad didn't do him any favors that day. Um, now he might have he might have won the home run derby, but he didn't make him a better hitter. And here's why: when most dads go to have batting practice with their sons, um, they just kind of chuck BP and they let him hit, right? So if you now let's slice this up into two things: if you're talking about actively trying to make your son a better hitter, um. This is what I'm going to answer in this podcast. If you're talking about like just going to the park and messing around and having father son time, well, screw around, play home run derby, have fun, run the bases, wiffle ball. I don't care. Enjoy your son. Tell your son you love him. Have an awesome time. Go for it. I love it. I love it. I think we should do more of that than we do the other stuff. But the question is, how do I make my son a better hitter? So here's what you do. Actively try and get him out is the best thing you could possibly do for a um for your son um and here's why too many times when we're practicing hitting we're working on the swing and we want to perfect the swing so we 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 take out the hard part of reading a pitch different pitches changes of speed location and actually the competitive aspect of another person wants to beat you and when we remove all of those parts and we just focus on the swing we do that because all of the other stuff I just mentioned, we can't control. But the swing, we can control. So human beings, we're inclined more to do things that we do have control over, over things that we have less control over. So we tend to work a lot on the swing. It also it makes sense on some level to do that, but it doesn't really. It's kind of counterintuitive. Um, so what I would be, I would have your warm-up, do whatever your warm-up is, you know, hit a couple of balls, take some practice swings, whatever you want to do you know, get loose, but then I would have at-bats and I would have a talk with your son and say, look, I'm going to try and get you out. I'm going to try and win because that's what a pitcher is going to try and do. A pitcher is going to try and get you out. A pitcher wants to win. A pitcher wants to beat you. A pitcher does not want to make you feel good. A pitcher does not want to lob in a ball to see how far you can hit it. A pitcher does not want you to hit home runs in a home run derby. A pitcher wants to get you out. He would rather strike you out, preferably, in a way that makes you look foolish. He'd want to blow it by you. Get you out in front on a changeup, make you look silly, buckle your knees on a curveball. That's what a that's what a, um, a pitcher is going to try and do. So you need to prepare your son for that battle. And so I would actively try and get him out, and and talk and then in between talk about things, what he did right, what he did wrong, um, what he can improve upon. Um, also, what I would do is is when you're in those competitive modes. You got to make it like a game. So in batting practice, we swing, 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 swing. And that's what we preach. But in a game, we expect discipline. Find your pitch. Get yours. Zone it. All these things we yell out. We yell out something very different in training. Get your swings in. Get your cuts. Get a lot of balls off the tee. Get a lot of balls in the cage. But in a game, we expect discipline. So train him for what he's going to have to do in a game. Discipline. Discipline. Could you imagine a boxer? And I've said this, I've used this analogy a lot of times, but if you've heard it, it's worth repeating. And if you're new to our world, it's obviously an important part of what we teach. 
Could you imagine a boxer that only hit off a heavy bag preparing for a fight? He'd, he'd, he'd get whooped, right? A, a boxer, because one of my friends runs the New Jersey Golden Gloves, and they say half of their training is conditioning, you know, their physical conditioning to have the endurance to fight, which includes heavy bag training. But then the other half is sparring, is tactical sparring and then, like, um, opponent sparring. So basically they're in there trying to, to find the weaknesses of the fighter. And then, like, if it's a left-handed puncher or an uppercut guy, then tactically going through specifics of who you know you're going to fight. So one is eliminating the weaknesses, developing the strengths of the boxer. The other is attacking them against specifically who they're going to go up against. So if you want to do the best thing for your son, that's the best thing that you can do. Throw him curveballs. Throw him balls in the dirt that he should look at and he should take as balls that he shouldn't swing. Throw him balls just off the plate. Throw him uh, change-ups. Move him off the plate and mix around. Now, as I'm saying this, what I know, I've talked with enough dads, is you're saying, I can't, you know, I can't throw a BP like that. Get as close as you need to be and still make it real. So I'm 45 years old. I'm going to tell you, if, I, if I'm standing on a mound 60 feet, 6 inches away, I'm not throwing strikes anymore. I can't control that ball anymore. You know, maybe if I worked at it, I don't know, but like I'd have to move it up to 45, 50 feet to really be able to pitch to spots and throw different pitches. However close you have to move it, move it. And just have the conversation with your son. This is what we're working on. This is why we're working on it. We want, you want your son to show all the weaknesses in practice, in these training sessions with dad. If a boxer is sparring, his boxing coach wants to know if he's dropping his hand a little. They want to know that before the fight, right? They want to work on that and deal with that or defend it or, you know, whatever they need to do. So that is absolutely the best thing that you can do for your son. Um, part 1A of that is if you can get your son access to a left-handed batting practice pitcher from time to time, even if you got to get some high school kid or some college kid to throw a BP to him who's left-handed, I would do that. Um, because that is definitely an issue as you move up, um, and, and nobody's like prepared for lefty. I mean, it just, it just is what it is, right? So, um, I would, uh, I would do that if you can, but by, by far the absolute best thing you can do for your son, um, throw to him, explain to him what you're doing and actively try and get him out, spar with him and just have that conversation. So he knows that, you know, you're not being a jerk about it. You're actually trying to help him. So send in your questions, guys. Uh, and I love questions like this that are more tactical specific to what you guys need to do because um, I, I feel like I, I can really help there. So send them to 567pitcher at gmail.com. It's the numbers, 567, 567pitcher at gmail.com, and we'll answer them all here on these Baseball Dads mini podcasts. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com, all the information is there, and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's BaseballDadsBook.com. Thanks.